Let's now go and um, and have a chat with Banjo Harris-Plain. Good morning to you, Banjo. Morning, Simon. So, uh, mate, we've, we've got you on because you're uh, a key part of the uh, the Tasting Australia Festival, which comes up next year. That's right, yeah. Uh, it runs from Friday the 28th of April until Sunday the 7th of May here in Adelaide uh, and obviously events across regional South Australia as well and uh, it's going to be it's going to be a fantastic festival yeah I think we uh, we chatted with Nick stock last year uh, about this because he was he was um, previously in, in the same role as uh, as you and and your wife uh, Myra that's right so yeah Nick's been involved for a number of years now he's official title was drinks curator <laughs> uh, and he's focusing on other things moving forward and myself and my wife Mayira Harrell mm-hmm. we're both um, fully invested in the wine industry and we've been invited to to come on board as as co-curators for the beverage program moving forward so whether it's wine beer coffee cocktails anything like that that's that's what we'll be focusing on Fantastic. So, um, obviously, we're we're chatting about this because you know our listeners are, um, you know, very much uh, interested in in beverages, but wine particularly, but but really all sorts of things. We talk about, you know, um, we get the guys on from Four Pillars Gin and and uh, you know whiskey distillers and that sort of thing. So uh, we are definitely open to um, to to everything. So tell us a little bit about the festival and. Um, you know, give give people a bit of a uh, a chance to to have a think about what will interest them and and how to plan to be there. I, I think Nick said just come over for the whole week, <laughs> which uh, that would be awesome. So, um, but uh, yeah, tell us uh, some of the highlights. Absolutely, yeah. So, um, look, I think you mentioned in your in your intro, but we're we're making uh, things live. We're announcing the program, putting tickets on sale from very early next month. So Tuesday the 6th of December, okay. um, and the entire festival runs for, for 10 days, um, sort of just after Easter, like I said, the end of April um, to, to the beginning of May. And look, Tasting Australia, um, presented by RAA Travel, is one of the country's longest-running food and beverage festivals, um, and I think that probably gets lost a little bit sometimes. Food and, food and wine festivals are pretty commonplace these days across the nation you know every every city or region tends to host one but um tasting australia has been happening in adelaide for uh for over 25 years now and is is really um i guess one of the pioneers of putting together a really amazing program of of chefs and winemakers and and food and beverages that focus not only on the best of what south australia has to offer but also an amazingly curated collection of fantastic food and beverages from from across Australia and across the world. So um, it's going to be a really fantastic program for for 2023. And I'm glad to hear you say things like, um, you know, not just interested in wine, but, you know, gin and cocktails Mm. and whatever that may be, because there is a fair amount of diversity in in what we're we're going to be offering obviously the focus will will still be wine but we're very conscious of the fact that um it's a beverage festival it's not just a wine festival and there's plenty of opportunity outside of wine to showcase the amazing work that's being done by really committed producers of of different beverages across the state and across australia so you know a couple of things to 
to highlight, I think, are, are very much in that kind of vein. So yeah. um, there's an amazing couple who live uh, in the Adelaide Hills. Their names are Brendan and Laura Carter. And they, they kind of cross the divide between wine and other beverages. Not only do they have a winery called Unico Zello, um, oh, yeah. but they also, um, they also have a, a fantastic distillery called Applewood. Um, they make amazing gins, um, bitters, liqueurs, all sorts <laughs> wow. of things. So they they're very very multi talented, and you know we're thrilled to to have them in our backyard and to be able to to showcase some of what they do. Um, yeah, I think that's definitely going to be one of the highlights. Beer as well, you know, some amazing brewers in in South Australia. Um, people like Little Bang and Pirate Life and Big Shed Brewing, you know, people who are in the craft beer scene and have been making fantastic beers for a number of years now. So, yeah, we're really excited to kind of, I guess, almost unearth some of these people that are very popular and very famous in South Australia and, um, you know, just starting to, to have their names discovered, I guess, across Australia. Yeah, right. Um, whereabouts is it all? Is it sort of central... Um you did say it's in the regions as well, but is most most of the things uh, are they based in Adelaide itself? Yeah, so it's a really it's a really great setup. I think um, Adelaide, as you may know, is laid out very very geometrically. It's a, it's basically one big square for the mm-hmm. for the CBD, uh, and in the centre of that square is another square, um, which is which is called Taranyanga or um, or Victoria Square, mm-hmm. and um, basically the festival takes over that an entire area to, to set up, you know, what we just call the town square. Um, and there'll be food demonstrations, there'll be cooking, there'll be beverage masterclasses, there'll be talks, there'll be all sorts of things going on in that central square across the 10 days of the festival. Um, and as well as that, there'll be sort of smaller events taking place in venues around the city and then a few key venues um, a little bit further out, you know, you might go up to the Adelaide Hills and there might be something in the McLaren Vale or the Barossa. It's yeah. one, of the, um, one of the strengths, I think, about Adelaide. You can travel for an hour in many directions and you end up in a, in a world-famous wine region. So we're going to be holding a few events in, in those wine regions. But you're right, the majority of things will take place in the, in the centre square in, in the Adelaide CBD. So really easy to get to. Everything's going to be quite central. And then if you do want to do a day trip, out to somewhere, you know, really easy to get to as well. Yeah, of course. Um, so um, uh, that sounds fantastic, and it, it's it's great. I mean, what sort of visitation do you uh, imagine will be, um, you know, from interstate? Obviously, it's easy, very easy for us to get there, but but also, you know, listeners from Sydney and um, and anywhere else uh, can easily sort of get to. To Adelaide, and uh, and then easy to get around. So, what sort of percentage of people would be coming from interstate? Would you think? Um, we know historically that it's sort of anywhere up to up to forty percent. So it is quite wow, high. Um, yeah, sort of between twenty and forty percent, depending on the um, on the year. But we do get a lot of people who who make it a bit of a highlight and and focus on it. Like I said, it goes for ten days, mm. and whilst Whilst Nick might have suggested coming for the full ten days, if that's not if that's not possible, it, it's really nicely split across across two weekends inclusive. So you know, come for the opening weekend and then stay a couple of days, or or come three quarters of the way through and stay for the closing weekend as well, because there'll yeah. be a couple of big ticket events on on either weekend. So um, yeah, I think it's 
it's fairly well spread out, and we do we do definitely expect to see a number of people, um, more commonly from Victoria. That's that's where we see a lot of yeah. a lot of guests because of course you can from... drive, and and then it's very easy exactly. to fly as well. You know, basically yeah, exactly right. flying over you basically uh, you get up in the air and you and you. Then we'll come down again. <laughs> exactly. It's awesome. Um, yeah. So you guys, you do festivals very well over there. There's a um, there's one earlier in the year, isn't there? The um, uh, Fringe Festival. Yeah, there's a bit of a festival season in Adelaide, actually, and right. it kind of it kind of tends to to wrap up, I guess, around Easter or just afterwards. So this is kind of one of the one of the last um, last events in that annual program. Yep. Um, we have Warm Adelaide, which is which is every couple of years, uh, Fringe Festival, um, Oz Asia. You know, there's there's plenty of things that happen on a regular basis in that period, from kind of late February through yeah through to kind of just after Easter, and it really really makes the city come alive, which I think is fantastic. You know, we've had summer and people have had a really great end of year kind of break, and mm. then um, after a month or two back at work, the the city really really comes alive again and there's there's always always something happening either in the same area um, where where Tasting Australia is happening or there's plenty of other sort of parks and parklands that either in the city or surround the city. So it's um it's very it's very central, it's very easy and um, yeah it's a real highlight of the year I think. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. It's um a good you know, good reason to come over and, and from a wine point of view and a um a winemaker point of view, um your the tasting Australia being the end of you know after Easter most people have have got everything in in tank and and things have you know calmed down a little bit so you you get sort of probably more winemakers turning up I'd imagine it's a it's a really important point it's something that I I think um, is very front of mind when when the planning for the festival goes on because um, you know dependent on vintage conditions. People can be people in South Australia at least can be harvesting as as early as February, you know, the end of February, or they can be harvesting as late as you know, maybe maybe late March sometimes. Mm, so yeah. it can be quite spread out, just depending on the conditions. Um, it looks as though we're in for a fairly cool summer. The um, it's kind of what's predicted at the moment. So we'll, we'll wait and see how that pans out. But um, no, you're exactly right in terms of getting some of the uh, premium winemaking talent that is in South Australia, we do want to make sure that they're not still frantically worrying about mm. either pressing grapes or, you know, transferring it into barrel and making sure everything's okay. So they want everything everything locked away and everything everything safe and sound so that if they are coming to, to talk or to present their wines, then they can come with a clear head and um, actually, actually relax a little bit. <laughs> yeah, totally. And well, and celebrate and uh, and and uh, yeah, party themselves. Um, so, so the sixth of December. So it's about three weeks' time. Um, how do people get the program? And um, is there a a way that they that people can sign up now to to be alerted to when it all sort of kicks off? Absolutely. Yeah, it's really everything's really centrally housed on tastingaustralia.com.au. Um, there's some pre information on there about some of the the talent that's going to be involved, chefs and winemakers. Um, we haven't listed the the program yet. That'll happen on on Tuesday, the sixth of December, as well. Yep. You can jump on there and um, and browse some of the people that are definitely going to be there. Um, you can you can certainly sign up and um, and yeah, that's where you'll be able to get tickets from in the future. Excellent. Um, 
Now, Banjo, tell me a little, or tell us uh, a little bit about your history and and how you came to be here. I guess um, you know what what's your experience been sort of in the hospitality side of things. Yeah, absolutely. So, look, I'm I'm Adelaide born and bred, but spent a fair amount of time away from South Australia and returned here a couple of years ago. Sort of ended up landing back in Adelaide uh, in the middle of 2019. So about six months before before the world went crazy with everything that was kind of COVID related. Um, mm-hmm. So fairly fortunate timing, I guess, and enabled me to to kind of settle and and really make Adelaide my home again, which is which has been great. But um, prior to that, um, I was living in Melbourne with my wife, and we, we were both working in restaurants there. I was the uh, general manager of Attica in Melbourne for about five years. Did you um, did you work with Jane Lopes? No, so she um, she took over the the wine side of things about six or seven months after I left. Right, but I know yeah. Jane and John quite well. Yeah, because yeah. Jane um, her, came, used to come in and co-host, um, you know, semi regularly um, before she Fantastic. went to the states. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, she's she's brilliant. Another sort of um, another another power couple there. Her and her husband both both deeply involved in the in the wine industry. Yeah. Um, so. Um, yeah, so Attica. And yeah, then... so I was there for a while, five years, and then uh, opened a wine bar of my own in Melbourne called Bar Liberty, uh, which is on Johnson Street in, in Fitzroy. Um, it's still there. Uh, that was about six years ago now. Um, and I, I opened that with some, with some friends and business partners. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we also opened a, an Italian restaurant in Carlton called Capitano. Um, and then when I, when I relocated back to... To Adelaide, um, I, I moved out of those businesses, and now my focus is on a, um, a an online wine retail and education business called Good Pair Days. Um, okay. It's a, a wine subscription business that I, I set up again with a couple of other people uh, about seven years ago now. So whilst I was, I was still in Melbourne, but um, was always kind of juggling it with other interests. Uh, but now it's my sole focus, and where um, where. You know, we're we're pleased to say that we think we're doing quite well. We expanded to the UK uh, at the end of last year, so we now operate in in two countries. Okay. Um, and the focus on the business is is basically to uh, demystify the world of wine for people who have any any kind of questions about it. So really um, curating and personalising uh, a selection of wines for people to enjoy on a regular basis. Um, there's a, a subscription element to it, so you can you can yeah. sign up and, and receive a box of wine every month if you'd like, or you can you can simply purchase from from the website. Uh, it's called it's called Good Pair Days. And if people are interested, it's just yep. just good goodpairdays.com. Excellent. Oh, that good luck with that. That sounds sounds good. Um, Thank you. It, uh, and it's exciting to uh, to be yeah, starting. Well, not just starting. You're six years old. So, um, yeah. But yeah. Oh, that's that's great. Um, so, um, with I was interested. I was um, as you were chatting about you know you sort of you know the beverage director for for Tasting Australia. It's um, I, I think COVID has probably encouraged us to to expand our repertoire a little bit and and maybe drink a little bit better and try different things. Would you agree with that? I think so. Yeah, I think um, you know I think a number of factors probably played into that in terms of maybe things not being available at certain times or, you know, people having possibly a little bit more time to 
to consider those kind of things. But there was definitely a focus on um, on supporting smaller local producers for a while. In, in you know, amongst a number of people that I spoke to over the COVID period, that was definitely a bit of a, a bit of a concerted effort because everyone knew that everyone else was was probably struggling. So if they were going to try something new, it was it was possibly a, a, a smaller Australian producer. So keeping things onshore, but also at as you say, you know, being a little bit more. Um, diverse in our thinking and our drinking, um, you know, expanding expanding our horizons a little bit, and mm. I think that's that's wonderful for not only the Australian beverage industry but also for for people's appreciation of it because Australia is is very diverse. You know, in the in the world of wine, we're a, a new world country, not an old world country. The old world has very strict laws on mm. what yes. grape varieties you can grow in what region. In Australia. For better or for worse, we don't have those restrictions. So, you know, people can plant whatever they like, wherever they want. And that's led to some really fantastic discoveries. Um, and, and I think you make a good point. You know, that that ties in quite well to, to what we're trying to do at Tasting Australia. I said at the start, you know, we want a, a diverse program of, of events. There's, there's plenty to see and plenty to do. Um, and that that diversity should be should be represented in in whatever festival program is put together so yeah. not only diversity of wine styles but of other beverages as well so it's a very exciting time i think oh, um, yeah, yeah. It, look it sounds fantastic it sounds well worth um trying to get over you know for, for our melbourne listeners trying to get over to adelaide um but you know if uh, if you happen to live in adelaide then you've just got you got a feast. So, are there things during the week? Are there things during the day as well as at night? Yeah. Look, mostly on the weekends or the daytime okay. events. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, during during the week, say Tuesday, Wednesday, things like that. The events will be uh, will be focused sort of post five pm. Yep. Um, but I think that works well. You know, any time that you you're wanting to sit down and try a selection of of wines, you know, I. I work in the wine industry, and I would certainly struggle to be to be drinking wine five nights a week. So <laughs> we've tried to we've tried to balance that. But um, yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, there'll be there'll be events all the way through from from breakfast. To be honest, I I shouldn't give too much away. I'm pretty sure yeah. the program's embargoed at the moment. But there'll be there'll be breakfast and brunch events focused around beverages that are appropriate for that kind of day. Um, a wide and number food of as well, right? Obviously, absolutely. Yeah. 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 You and I have definitely been focusing on the on the beverage side of things, but the um, the roll call of chef talent is is pretty impressive. Not only um, obviously South Australian, but from across Australia, some incredibly talented people that I'm I'm sure um, a number of your of your listeners would be familiar with. You know, people from some of the best restaurants in Australia at the moment, and also international guests. So you know, we don't yeah. we don't limit ourselves to what's happening in Australia. Like I said, if, if there's someone doing something amazing in, in another part of the world, we invite them over to, to come and share their story and, and to cook or to talk wine, you know, whatever that may be. So it's, um, it's a well-balanced offering. The food is, it is definitely a highlight. You can come and have, you know, really three, three amazing meals throughout the day, courtesy of the festival. Like I said, breakfast, lunch and dinner. Um, and, and yeah, my wife and I will be focused on making sure you've got something delicious in your glass to go <laughs> along with it. Fantastic. Um, Banjo, thank you, mate. It's, uh, that sounds awesome. We will definitely um, remind all our listeners um, around that time. So uh, we've got a show on the 4th of December, so we can um, 
yeah, give everyone a bit of a reminder. Um, so obviously some of the, the key things, the marquee events are going to um, uh, sell out fairly quickly. So obviously, you know, people need to sort of make a bit of a note to, to get onto it um, straight away, I, I'd imagine. Yeah, look, some of the events are limited in the number of tickets that we can offer. You know, say, for example, uh, as part of the beverage program, some of the bottles that we'll be offering, there'll only be one bottle of a certain either rare or old wine. So that, by necessity, limits the amount of people. Um, some of the events are small, you know, 10 or 12 people. Others are a larger scale, and, and we've got a couple of... Um, you know, really big, broad events where there might be two or 300 people. Um, and that, you know, as well, that comes down to, to the ticket price as well. There's some, um, <clears throat> excuse me, there's some high-end events, but there's some really, really affordable and approachable events. There's a couple of free events as part of the program. So, right. yep. um, yeah, something for everyone. But the um, the big ticket things will definitely, definitely sell out. I, I expect before Christmas, to be honest. Um, like I said, tickets and program announced on, on the 6th of December. But, um, yeah, okay. jump in as quick as you can is the, is the long story short there. Definitely. <laughs> and just the website um, for everyone to, uh, to make note of? Yeah, again, it's tastingaustralia.com.au. Perfect. Banjo, thank you. Um, great to have made your acquaintance, mate. Um, and good luck with it. It's, uh, it's a, Certainly it's a... a Great thing to have for Australia and, um, you know, to showcase some of our best talent, as you said. So, um, uh, yeah, tickets and program from the 6th of December. That's it. Thanks so much for having me, Simon. Really nice to chat. Awesome. Thank you, Banjo. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.